All right, friends, we are back. It's your favorite podcast of the week. It's Location Weekly. We're at episode number 590 this week. Uh, we're well into October. And uh, how are you, Abriana? What's going on? I'm good. I'm busy. Um, you know, I've been watching a little bit of baseball playoffs, if I have a free moment. Um, but yeah, it's just a crazy time. Obviously, we've got Retail Loco conference coming up. I've got programmatic IO next week we're speaking at. So just, you know, all over the place and trying to keep up with the family activities that the season brings as well. How about you? Yeah, well, I was watching baseball playoffs until my Blue Jays got eliminated. Uh, did you see the second game? It was ridiculous. Like we had an 8-1 lead going into the seventh inning and lost 10-9. I, I I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, other than that, though, we just had uh, Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving uh, was yesterday. So it was a long weekend here and lots of family and food and the normal things you do. So it was really lovely. And the weather's been beautiful and all those fall colors on the leaves and all that kind of stuff. So can't complain you know, too much. And it's like gorgeous again today. It's like 21 degrees Celsius today here in Toronto. So Beautiful. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you and all of our Canadian listeners as well. Yeah, yeah. So we have a good show for you this week. Uh, four stories as usual to cover. And before we kick that off, I just want to remind you, as Abriana alluded to, uh, Retail Loco, our uh, signature conference, is happening in person October 26th and 27th in Atlanta. So just two weeks from now, uh, we will be down there. Uh, and there's so many great speakers um, so check out the agenda, just go to retaillo.co, retaillo.co, uh, and you can sign up there and see all that's going on. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to see you in person. So, all right, on to our, uh, our stories. Abriana, you want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. So we have, um, General Mills is, uh, jumping on that brand AR wagon via Lucky Charms and their latest partnership with Niantic, so as most of you know, they are the creator of Pokemon Go. And so now with Lucky Charms, customers can visit, or even if you didn't purchase Lucky Charms, you can visit journeytothegyms.com, or you can just scan the QR code if you are a Lucky Charms consumer. Um, so it's on the Lucky Charms Magic Gems cereal box, which is a limited edition they put out this summer. Apparently it's sold out so fast, so now they are back with some more. And then you get to go participate at a local park. Um, so the way that this works is like very similar to kind of a Pokemon Go is a search. It's an AR search and players are prompted to find a magic gem, which then gives them the power of rainbow vision. You can see in the dark, navigate through all these dark places, and then the phone screen turns to dark mode and players can collect um, charms that are hidden all around. So there's also a sweepstakes that's part of this, um, which is part of the promotion to incentivize consumers to share their data, right? Um, and you can still skip this and play. I was checking it out earlier because I noticed that our local park um, just here on the block is actually part of this. So I might, you know, go check it out this weekend with the girls and see, you know, how much fun they have with it or if it's just something that uh, <laughs> is very short attention span like most of the things and they just go play at the park. But, you know, we're seeing a trend here that I think is really interesting and that is a lot of consumer products. We've seen Doritos, Nike, Cheerios, 
are using AR as a way to engage consumers and to launch into loyalty, right? So they're launching into these loyalty programs. They're trying to capture data. Um, and, you know, they're trying to get these like ongoing learners to drive further innovation around how they engage with consumers, probably how they produce products. Um, and I think that's a very smart approach, right? You need to incentivize consumers to share data with you, to opt in, um, to become part of those loyalty programs. And I don't want to give away everything, but, you know, my next story coming up later, I would say is also on trend with this. So I'll have a few more thoughts to add there. But uh, let me pause. What do you think about this? I think it's great. I think, you know, as we've talked about the last couple of weeks with, you know, Walmart getting into the metaverse and, you know, uh, with Playland and other things happening like this, I, I like that, you know, some of these, you know, sort of longstanding consumer brands, you know, especially cereal brands and things like that, that, you know, have always been, you know, trying to put things in the box or on the box or, you know, create experiences, you know, that kids want to engage beyond just, you know, consuming the, the actual food product. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. And what I love about this, as you know, is it's not just AR on its own, it's, you know, activated through physical locations, in this case, parks. So, you know, encouraging people to get out and play and, you know, um, you know be, in, be in their neighborhoods um, and part of their communities. So I love that aspect of it. Um, so anytime you can layer technology, you know, on top of, you know, the real world, um, and getting people out and about, I think it's a great thing. So, um, and I think this is, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if you get to go do this this weekend, kind of like what your girls think of it, because they're like sort of at that age of, you know, sort of just everything's, you know, a wonder and the imagination and all of that aspect of mm -hmm. things. So I love, I love that piece of it. And so, yeah, and I think, you know, we're seeing more and more brands, you know, it, you know, get on top of this sort of real world layer on, uh, or sorry, virtual world layer on top physical world. And obviously Niantic and Pokemon Go have been at that for a little while now. So I like it. Yeah. And if your kids are eating Lucky Charms or if they're like mine, they're only eating the sugary marshmallows. So they definitely need to get outside and burn some energy. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. On to our second story now. So we're going to jump over to um, California where there's a grocery uh, store called Co-opportunity market, and uh, so obviously they are a co-op grocery store, and there are you know thousands of these across uh, the country. Um, so they're an organic food cooperative in LA, and they've teamed up with a technology company called Focal Systems, and uh, Focal has uh, shelf cameras, and so this is you know sort of in that whole space of computer vision and AI. Uh, and we're seeing more and more of this now as well. Um, they're calling it the self-driving store concept. Um, and so they're testing this at two of their stores, one in Santa Monica, the other in Culver City. And essentially, um, you know, what the cameras do is scan all uh, the in-store inventory every hour, uh, enabling the managers to sort of keep up to date on supply at all times. And so it's pretty interesting, um, you know, that instead of having to do sort of manual inventory or, you know, having special shelves, with, you know, that have weighted sensors or things like that, they're using camera analytics to achieve that same thing. Uh, so it can, you know, through the AI algorithms that they built with the camera um, technology, they can kind of tell when products are low, uh, when items are out of stock, um, 
when certain perishable items are close to expiration. And then what's really cool is it then automates, based on that data, the ordering um, you know, of, of resupply uh, items and things like that that need to get done. Um, and it, it can send out uh, information and alerts to staff in the back room of any products that need to be you know, pulled from shelves or restocked from the back room or things like that. So I think this is super interesting. I think it's a great use case for computer vision technology. Obviously, you know, there's you don't need to worry about you know privacy issues or things like that. We're talking about uh, you know using this in a workplace uh, environment to you know facilitate you know an easier uh, operation and, and a, a more uh, uh, accurate you know reading of what's going on in the store. So I think this is great. Um, and they seem to be having good success with it from what I've, uh, you know, read uh, from you know, the, the articles that are out there. So uh, I would love to see this in person. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a great use of this technology, as you mentioned. Um, and I think that we're trying to get to a place where we are smarter, that we are, um, you know, I would say empowering consumers who are shopping for goods at an optimum rate. And sometimes that's difficult, right? Especially when you think about all of the different boxes and cans and, you know, items at a SKU level that are inside of a grocery store. And so I think being able to have that um, knowledge and, and just like awareness just is, a, you know, it's, it's a super, I think, um, exciting way to apply this. And I feel like it will make, um, you know, the team members that are that are employees and, and managing these stores be so much more efficient um, and be able to even focus a little bit more on the actual consumers that they're serving. So I like it. Great. All right. So sticking on the loyalty program and kind of this data-driven partnerships, um, I am excited to talk about this one because we talked about Panera pretty recently on the show, um, more on, I think, like their drive-through program and loyalty program a little bit. Um, just a few weeks ago, but this week we're back with a cross-brand partnership that they are launching via American Express. So Amex is now offering its um, consumers and users a four-month subscription for free to Panera's Unlimited Sip Club beverage program. Um, so any consumers and corporate card members, that they are getting that for that limited time, right, those four months. Um, and so for Amex, obviously, it's an additional loyalty perk. They have lots of those. And for Panera, it's obviously driving, you know, uh, I would say like more reach, getting in front of an audience who potentially would not consider Panera at another time. And the massive amount of reach, you know, that American Express has, there was over 56 million American Express cards in the U.S. last year alone. So that's massive reach, obviously. And Panera being such a large chain, um, I think it's, it's a valuable partnership for both of them. So they are also offering, Panera is also offering these free subscription promotions, um, even to non-American Express users, like for, I think, a month or two or something, just to get consumers into the restaurant doors. Um, so just saying that, you know, they'll, they'll operate a little bit at a loss and in hopes of driving profit from other purchase items that they can come in and get. Uh, but what I think the story is really about for me is that data is a currency for brands. And we're seeing trends where these partnerships are driving that data sharing of their consumers. Um, and I think they're really getting prepared for third-party data being less and less available. 
um, and that they're going to need to interact and engage with consumers in new and, and creative ways. So we're seeing this trend across so many different partnerships. And I think that, you know, whenever there's not a direct conflict of interest to be able to offer, you know, Grubhub offering something to Amazon um, Prime consumers or, you know, just being able to drive more reach and relevance and then having people opt in to share their data um, is really the way of the future. Because I, I know that there's going to be, you know, cookie-less future. We've seen the impact already that we're able to track in terms of advertising. So being able to do that across kind of this co-op um, if you will, or, you know, partnerships across different brands, I think is really what um, this is all about and the story is all about. So I think it's smart. I think loyalty, you know, leading with loyalty and, and, and providing value to consumers is getting more consumers in your door, as well as getting that data um, that you need for the future. So that's my takeaway here. What do you think? Yeah. So for me, uh, you know, don't want to add too much uh, on this one, but but I, I I really like this kind of partnership, or it's really like this trend that we're seeing around these sort of non-competitive, complementary brand, you know, sort of partnership pieces, right? And I think what it speaks to, as you said, is yeah, yes, getting ready ready for sort of the the loss of you know the data side of things, but I think on the other side of it, and what we see even like in my startup at Ground Level Insights is a lot of retailers and a lot of brands that we're working with are interested to know, you know, where from coming, bring this back to location data point of view, like people who shop at Panera, where else do they go? Uh, you know, what other brands are they spending, you know, money and time at, you know, other competitive restaurants, you know, other non-competitive brands, clothing stores, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, if you can identify, you know, overlaps in your audience segments, uh, your customer segments, then, you know, that can feed into who are the right partners that we should be, you know, building coalition loyalty programs with or those kinds of things. So we're seeing a lot of that right now in, in the work that we're doing. And I think, you know, it's feeding into, you know, what we're seeing here, whether it's Panera and American Express or IHOP, you know, doing Xbox partnerships or, you know, whatever the case might be, um, you know, we're seeing more and more of that. So I think that's a good thing. And I think it's, it, it, it's, it's a privacy friendly way to recognize uh you know who your customers are and what your customers are interested in absolutely so all right final story speaking of privacy uh we're going to talk a little bit about the california privacy act um so not so much a new story obviously there's you know this has been out there for a while uh some of the new rules are set to be implemented next year so we're you know as we're rolling in towards the end of the year here uh, you know, people are trying to get ready for this. And uh, specifically, um, there was a report that came out uh, around the insurance industry's use of this around, you know, car, uh, connected car applications and, uh, and location data. And one of the things that, you know, there's, there's this new sort of report um, and this thing called Proposition 24 that specifically is trying to prevent uh, these types of companies, car companies and so on from using this data. Uh, in, a, in a sort of real-time way. And I think one of the, the key issues is, is they're seeing, we're seeing a lot of technology and advertising, uh, you know, sort of move into the car. So OnStar has got, you know, geolocation data now where they're feeding, you know, directly uh, into apps for Domino's or IHOP that we just talked about, uh, people who are, you know, likely to have, buy coffee and, you know, where are they on the road and let's send them stuff. 
And so there seems to be a general pushback against, hey, we know who you are, we know where you are, you know, in your car and, you know, sort of closing that loop and, and presenting offers and so on. And, um, you know, I, th I think it, it's interesting because even uh, in a lot of other states outside of California and he even here in Canada, the insurance companies are very much, you know, uh, have, have variable rates based on how you drive. Like here in Canada, like my insurance company, you know, there's an app and they see, you know, my driving patterns and things like that. And they're like, oh, you know, you're not driving, you know, ridiculous speeds and you're not like, you know, out late at night and da 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 you know, your insurance is premiums are, will be less than somebody who you know, has different behavior. And so it, it's based on, you know, your, your performance and, and so on. And California is basically saying, nope, uh, we're not allowing, you know, the use of that type of data, even in, in a non-advertising perspective. So when you start talking about advertising now, I think it becomes a, a, a real challenge. And I think it's unfortunate because, uh, you know, and this is just my own opinion about it, I think you should allow this kind of stuff and I think especially as we're trying to move more towards self-driving vehicles and and these types of things to me that means look if I'm not driving the car I'm I have more time to consume advertising uh, in my vehicle if I so choose to do so right if I enable that uh, and, and opt into that type of stuff so you know like to me that that's a perfect opportunity to engage somebody who's you know like it's doesn't need to focus on the road anymore. I'm, I, the car is driving. So like, yes, give me advertising, tell me what's going on, read me the news, you know, whatever the case might be, that might be the only quiet time I have, you know, to actually take this stuff in. So I'm kind of on the other side of it, uh, but certainly uh, the industry, uh, sorry, the, the privacy, uh, you know, laws that are coming into place seem specifically in California are not going to allow that. So any thoughts from you? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a couple of things to consider. As you mentioned, that being able to utilize this data, I think, is good for the economy. I think it stimulates the economy. It stimulates opportunities to buy from um, local places, right, which is obviously good for the state of California. It's good for every state. Um, you know, it's good for the U.S. and every other country, right? Um, I think that's one thing to consider. The other thing that I find is interesting is that they're talking about how Potentially, you know, this type of data, um, it's it's a concern because that the insurance industry, you know, could potentially use the data, you know, to offer unfair um, rates. Well, typically right now what's happening is that you agree to share your data with the auto insurance company for a discount um, and they are tracking your, your driving. I mean, it's an agreement between the consumer and the actual insurance company. So I don't see why that should be limited by the state if I have agreed to it. And just like you have a driving record that is passed to the insurance company, I mean, they have a risk to mitigate as well, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's only fair to say it's not unfair driving rates if they are if they are equally impacted across the board and what's good for you is good for me in terms of, you know, if you meet this threshold of driving, then this is your rate. If you meet this threshold of driving, then this yes. is your rate, right? Um, I think it's pretty straightforward. So it's not something that is based on race, religion, ethnicity. So <laughs> it's not unfair. It is based on actually your performance. Um, so I don't have a problem with it. And I do think that, that they need to be careful 
in how they implement these laws because it could impact, again, the economy, it could impact uh, technology, self-driving cars, and how we can innovate in the future. So, you know, concerned, but want to keep an eye on it. Yeah. Well said. All right. That's our show for this week. You've been listening and watching episode uh, 590 of Location Weekly. Thank you, everybody, for your time. As always, if you have feedback, uh, story ideas, reach out to us. We're easily found on all the various social media channels. Give us some likes, some love, whatever uh, you can do. Um, and um, just one more reminder, again, uh, we would love to have you join us in person October 26th and 27th at Retail Loco in Atlanta. Just go to retaillo.co, retaillo.co, and uh, you can find all the information there. And uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy the fall weather. All right. Bye. Bye.